when you really have encountered, things change. Victory is mine before my eyes can see. You need a new birth experience. Now there's nothing that can keep me from my promise. Set apart to God. Direct access. Welcome, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Here we are breaking through. I'm James Levesque, and I believe with all my heart today's your day for a breakthrough. We're going to talk about a subject that not a lot of people hear about anymore, but I want to talk about hope. Hope. When you think of the people you know in life, people that encourage you, people that are, you know, do you have friends in your life that are hope-filled? I love people in my life. They're like endless optimistics, right? They're like endless heaven. It's like the glass is always going to get fuller. Man, I want, that's a hope, real hope is addicting. And in these next few moments today, we're not only going to infuse your faith with hope, we're going to teach you what biblical hope really is, and we're going to share some powerful stories about the gift that God wants to give you today. Because if you're watching this broadcast, you may be going through some things in your life. Hope is available for you. Jesus is our anchor of hope. A buddy of mine went on a fishing trip recently one time, and he called me kind of frustrated. He said, because he loves fishing on the lake. And he said, you know, I had such a difficult time. I fished three times, and, and every time... My boat would slide to the other side of the lake. I said, well, did you drop your anchor? And he said, yes. And three, after the third time, he realized that his anchor wasn't catching. That the anchor, you know what an anchor is, right? An anchor is what grounds you to the bottom of the ocean so you don't move. Your anchor is all that we have when we fish to make sure we're not being moved. And his anchor wasn't. I, this is why I wish my fishing buddies could step in, but it wasn't anchored. Most people are not anchored in life, right? Most people are like that boat, just kind of sliding around, whatever just happens. I want to share with you a scripture that really encourages my heart, but I'm, it'll be like the foundation for what we talk about today. And it's found in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. It says, this hope that we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters the presence behind the veil. We're talking about the anchor of hope, right? The Bible says that Jesus is the hope of the nations. The Bible says that he is our rock, our salvation. And as a pastor for many years, People would come to me, they feel frustrated. They feel tossed aside by the seas. Maybe you feel like that way today. Call this number on the screen, 1-800-599-3722. We are here today. Holy Ghost-filled believers 
full of power, ministers available to pray with you to believe that that hope would be released in your life, that the lies of the enemy are going to be broken off of your mind today. People come to me and they say, Pastor, I feel like my life is unraveling. I feel like you know, life is so frustrating to me. It just seems like things aren't working. Things I've been hoping for, things I've been praying for, they're just not working out. And you know what I tell them? Where's your anchor? Are you anchored? Do you feel like your anchor is Jesus Christ? Because that's what the Bible says. We have this anchor of hope in our soul. And a lot of people live not anchored. Look, that's one of the reasons why I love the body of Christ. I've traveled the world with my family as an evangelist, written a lot of books. I've done, planted a lot of churches. But you know what, what the body of Christ to me is? It's an anchor. Man, I love my friends. I love my family in Christianity. I love coming to the house of the Lord on Sundays and seeing lives transformed and, and, and bodies healed. It's the anchor of our hope. And so are you anchored today? And not only that is where are you anchored? Let's be real. If you're anchored in the club on the weekend, you're not going to get the life that God has for you. And let me be honest with you, not to hit the church thing again, but how many people live like their sales are up only? You don't want to be blown around today. Today's one of the wildest days we've ever seen as believers, right? This world is fast moving. Waves and winds are constantly going to be pushing at your life just like this. You don't want to be left without your anchor. You, life's going to be too crazy around you. Life's going to move too fast. You want to make sure that your anchor is secure. And the Bible's very clear that our anchor is Christ. It's what secures you. It allows you in an ever-changing world not to move. The truth is, the world is constantly changing, right? News cycles, trends, current events, and, and it's always moving. And if you're not careful... You are going to be overtaken by these headlines behind me. It is the craziest day we've ever lived in. You've got lockdowns. You've got people acting crazy. You've got flus on the earth making everybody gone mad. Listen, the anchor of my soul is Christ. That's why we're not moved. Pastor, how in the midst of all this crazy, how, do you, how are you so anchored? It's Jesus Christ. It's because no matter how crazy this world goes, no matter how much this earth is pulling at you or trying to change who you are, when you're anchored in Jesus Christ, you're not going to be moved. If you are feeling right now, as you're watching the broadcast, man, I feel moved. I feel like the day we're living in has gotten to me, has been frustrating. I want you to call the number on the screen, 1-800-599-3722. I got to tell you, all of this crazy COVID stuff on the earth, we are in Connecticut. We probably saw 30 different cases of people miraculously healed. So maybe you're feeling symptoms of being sick. Call that number. Maybe you're, you don't feel good right now. Maybe you do, but you feel the pressure of the earth getting to you. Maybe you feel mentally like you're just getting attacked. Maybe you feel full of fear. Call that number. We want to pray for you today. Because so many people are getting rocked, man. So many believers are getting tossed by the winds and the waves. And the only way that we stay secure in an ever-changing world is the anchor of hope, which is Jesus Christ. He's my anchor. He's my rock. This world's going to come and go. Trends are going to come and go. Um, you know, it's, it's hilarious. As you even watch Christian TV over the years, right? Come on, how many know the clothes have changed? The hairdos have changed. One day somebody's going to look at this jean coat and be like, why is he wearing that? Why does he have a patch? Because trends change. Things come and go. But when the anchor of your soul is Christ, you will not be moved. 
Uh, I want to read a scripture to you. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says this, that we have steadfast hope that we're always anchored and we're unwavering. That's how our faith's supposed to be, unwavering. It's supposed to be not moving ever. That's how your life's supposed to be. You are supposed to, you have to stop letting people move your anchor. Stop letting life move your anchor. Stop letting um, the lies of the enemy move your anchor. Stop letting the opinions of others move your anchor. You've got to make sure that your anchor is sure and secure. Are you anchored in hope? Are you anchored in frustration? Are you anchored? What literally is not moving, is that Jesus Christ in your life? Or, you, or do you feel like your boat is moving all around in these ever-changing times? We've got to be anchored in our soul. We've got to be people that are not wavering off of what the Father told us to do. I know that the mandate hasn't changed in the midst of this lockdown or whatever you're facing in life. I knew that it didn't change. I knew that what we were to do was preach the gospel, see souls saved, uh, feed the homeless, preach the gospel. We upped the ante on what God wanted to do. Started this broadcast out of the midst of all this. Why? Because people in their homes need the power of God. They need to know that God is with them, God is for them, and that's why we're here every single day. 24 hours a day, we're standing by to pray with you. 1-800-599-3722. 1-800-599-3722. What is moving your boat right now? What do you feel like in your life is causing you not to be anchored? Is it a relationship that needs to be cut off? Come on now. Is it um, boundaries that you need to set in your life? Because when we have a lack of boundaries, things are going to come in our lives and try to destroy us, right? I remember one time, like, I was preaching, and I said, we did a live, we're doing live stream, and I said, look, if you're watching this right now by way of live stream, and you're anywhere around the church, get over here right now. I didn't put that live stream up for you to watch a block away. Get up, get, and I said, if you are watching in your bed, basically, like, dude, shame on you, you know what I mean? Like, get out of bed, Get out of bedside assembly with Pastor Sheets. Come down here right now. Throw Deacon Pillow away and get in church. You need to get out of bed. Man, I had people at the church watching. And they were like, uh, he's talking about me in my bed. I'm leaving the church now. That's all it took. That's all it took. Some of you, it don't take much to unanchor you. Can I just tell you right now? You ain't anchored that deep. Some people get married. I can't believe people get married today. They say the word divorce within the first 48 hours of being married. Well, don't do this or this will happen. Man, you don't talk like that. If you're anchored in the covenant of marriage, you don't bring that word up. If you're anchored in the love of Jesus Christ, you don't speak hate against people. You don't allow unforgiveness to be harbored in your heart. What is moving your anchor? Because today, a lot of people, I'm, I'm a pastor right now, right in this year, I'm pastoring currently, and people are getting moved left and right. The waves of the day are affecting you. Make a decision. Call that number on the screen. It will stop. I promise you. We are spirit-filled team ready to pray for you and to speak peace to every storm that you're facing. If you need a healing in your body, call the number on the screen. We want to believe for a miracle to take place in and through your life. Because this is an ever-changing day, but today is the day you stayed anchored. Today is the day that we break through and we don't allow. Because you know what sinks a boat? when the outside water gets on the inside. And today there's so many people, many of you that are watching, 
you feel like water's getting into the boat. You feel like the boat is sinking. It's only sinking because the world's getting in. It's only sinking because the waves are getting in. It's only sinking because all the things that the outside influence is trying to get in the boat. Make a decision. It's not getting in the boat. The anchor of Christ is what matters, right? I'm teaching my kids values, man. I'm teaching them that, that a man marries a woman. Come on, somebody. I'm teaching them that drugs and alcohol are wrong. Come on, somebody. I'm teaching my children the gospel values. And guess what? Even if it's not trendy, I don't care. These are truths that have anchored our country and our lives forever. And we ain't going to change them now. The devil might try all the winds and waves he wants. He can put fear on the whole planet. It's not going to rock my household. We will stand on the values that are sure in the word of God. Maybe you're watching and you need to get back to the Lord. Come on. Maybe you've fallen backwards. Maybe you're backslidden. Maybe you've not given your life back. Maybe, maybe today's the day that you re rededicate your life to the Father. Call that number, 1-800-599-3722. We want to pray for you. It's time to rededicate your life to the Lord and make a decision that the waves that are all external are not coming in the boat. It's hope. It's the anchor of our soul and all that we have. I'm so grateful for what the Lord did on the cross. It has anchored me and sustained me all till now. Coming up after the brief break, we're going to talk about the difference between godly hope and worldly hope. A lot of people don't know. Stay tuned. We're going to be talking about it in a moment. Thank you for rocking with Breaking Through with James Levesque. It's about to be amazing. There's a place that breaks the silence, a sound that slays the giants. Are you ready to ignite your faith? Then look no further than Pastor James Levesque's new book, Fire, Preparing for an End-Time Outpouring. This book contains 12 principles that will unlock the power within and cause you to walk in a new level of boldness and power. For a suggested donation of only $12.99, we will send you a personal autograph copy. Log on to jameslevac.org and get your copy today. Welcome back, everybody. Breaking through with James Levesque. Listen, we're talking about hope. Hope is everything to us. Um, what if I told you, similar to peace, you know, Jesus said, peace I give to you, not as the world gives. What if I told you that hope was similar? What if I told you that hope for the Christian is completely different than hope for somebody that doesn't know the Lord? The truth is you can't have hope without Jesus Christ. And when we're walking, we're talking today about being anchored in hope. <clears throat> it all comes from him and is truthfully for him. We're going to read Romans 4.18. I love this scripture. And it's talking about Abraham. It says this, Abraham, who contrary to hope, in hope he believed that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so your descendants will be. Here's what it says. It says, another version says, against all hope in hope he believed. How does that even make sense? Against all hope in hope he believed. What does that mean? There's worldly hope, and then there's godly hope. And we have to know the difference between both, right? When there's worldly hope, that's not, that's wishing, right? That's what you see on, it's Google. It's, it's well, I, you know, what's an example of, well, I hope it doesn't rain today when I go to school or when I have to pick up, you know, Annie from the dentist. That's, friends, there's no biblical hope in that. It's an earthly hope. Earthly hope is wishing. 
it's a fleshly hope, right? It's, you know, I hope I don't get fired. I hope that, you know, uh, we don't have a lightning bolt hit us. I hope that, you know, we came home the other day and there, uh, <laughs> some crazy man was walking around the neighborhood with a BB gun shooting frogs in my neighborhood. And he's like, these are poisonous, uh, he called them uh, bofu frogs. They were like big fat toes that have, and he's like, look, and here's those, see the white glands on the head? That's poisonous, and it'll wipe out the nation. Look, the bottom line is my son, every time he gets out of the car, he's like, I hope we don't see a bofu frog, daddy. I hope there's not, you know, a boa constrictor. No, Isaac, there's not a boa constrictor. But that's like fleshly. That's not, there's nothing faith attached to that. What is biblical hope? Biblical hope, the biblical definition is this, a joyful anticipation of good. Think about that, a joyful anticipation of good. That means that we're people of faith, right? That means that God can do anything. And in every situation, we can watch God move. In everything that we're going through, he is the one that's in control. Come on, he's the one. So if, if, if you believe in God for a job, Lord, you are my provider, and I thank you that the Bible says diligent hands will rule, laziness ends in slave labor. You ever, like, the reality is we have to have a reason to be excited. You ever, like, been a kid at Christmas where you're like, you know, I remember when I was a kid and my mom would get gifts under the tree and I'd get excited, and the reality is there was nothing better than Christmas Day right? I knew even half the time what I would get, but there would be an excitement, a joy on my face that, you know, that, man, the Christmas tree's there. We know there's going to be gifts, and you're getting so excited. The reality is, at best, that is still an earthly hope. Think about it. The Bible says if you give gifts to your children, right, if you love your kids, you give them gifts, how much more does your Heavenly Father give you gifts? Come on, and they're even better. So the reality is, having that kind of expectation it's, it's like that's still earthly expectation. Think about that. As crazy and great as it is. But we have a greater reason to be excited. Come on. Because the Father is better than as advertised. Think about it. He's just as great as he said he was. The Father is the greatest dad on earth. Our Heavenly Father has given us salvation and miracles and healing and joy and peace and everything that comes with the gospel. There is a reason to get more excited than ever before. Because I don't live in wishful thinking. I live anchored in my soul. I live with an endless hope. Come on, that lady is. I'm living with an endless hope that what he said he would do, he'll do. That every word he has spoken will come to pass in the name of Jesus. That he is not a man that he would lie. That, that his arm is not too short. He can stretch out and heal. Do you need a miracle today? Thank God for hope. We have hope that he's our healer. I know without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt, I have a joyful anticipation that he's a miracle worker. Call the number on the screen. We want to pray for you if you need healing in your body. If you need to freedom in your mind, call the number on the screen. We want to see you break through today. We are not being moved by the day we live in. We are living in complete and great expectation. I remember I was in Israel recently, and we went to Mount Carmel. It was phenomenal. We went to Mount Carmel, and, uh, you know, I was thinking about the scene in 1 Kings chapter 18, you know, with the sound of the abundance of rain. 
And I love the scripture, 1 Kings 18, 41. Uh, there was a drought that was coming, and the Bible says, Elisha said, go up and eat and drink because I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. You know what that meant? There was a drought on the earth, and God said, I, the, you know, prophet goes, oh man, I hear rain coming. Go see, go see if there's rain. And, and, and the Bible says that he told his servant, just go out there, look towards the sea, right here. 1 Kings 18, he said to his servant, go look towards the sea. He went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And seven times again, he said, there is nothing. Are you kidding me? Think about this scene. The Bible says they got into like some kind of prayer position, right? Head between the knees. They're believing God. And he said, I hear the sound. The drought is going to end. Uh, go look for rain. And can you imagine the first time Ahab was like, uh, what? You, you're going to end the rain? And he ran to the edge and he's looking for the cloud. What are you even looking for? No offense, I got like beefy fingers. But if I hid my hand like on top of the ceiling, you wouldn't find it. It's still a little tiny. Although my fingers are kind of sausagey, it's still tiny. If I, my point is this, if I took my hand and taped it to the sky, you wouldn't find my wrist. What was he looking for? Rain? Clouds? Wet? What are you even looking for seven times? And the Bible says he went the first time. Can you imagine? He's running looking for a sound, looking, and then he goes to the prophet, and he's like, hey, prophet, um, th there, there's nothing there, what do you want me to do? Uh, go back again. I'll tell you what, Ahab being from New England, I'd have been like, bro, there wasn't nothing there, you go check yourself, this ain't over, I mean, I, come on, seven times, some of you can't do it one time. I see people today, they just, they're destroyed. God doesn't fulfill his promise on the first time, they feel like he let them down. Come on, guys, what kind of faith are we living in? Come on. He went once, came back, nothing. He went twice, came back, nothing. He went three times. You don't think on the fourth time he wasn't running as fast? You think on the fifth and sixth time he was running as fast? I'm sure he wasn't. I'm sure the first time he was like, ah! I'm sure by the sixth he was like, this dude, man, what's he making me do? Look for some, what am I looking for? Nothing here. Come on, I've been pastoring a long time. I know how you people act. He was grumbling. He was complaining. He was frustrating. Things weren't working for him. And what happened? Five, six, seven times. Seven times. And then he began to feel and see those rains. But what is it going to take? What am I telling you right now? I'm telling you that God wants you to live in a cloudless sky. Let that sink in. He went seven times and he's looking on the horizon. He couldn't see a cloud, but he still believed. Are you willing to live with a cloudless sky? Listen to me carefully. This is the key to hope. This is the difference between wishing or believing and inspecting. Living with a cloudless sky. What does that mean? I don't see the fruit, but I know it's coming. I don't see yet the rain, but I know it's here. I don't feel the manifestation of my miracle, but I know you're my healer. That is the difference between living with a cloudless sky. And as long as you're trying to control the narrative of how God's going to move, you're going to be frustrated. But faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So the reality is, as people of faith, we have got to live differently than everybody else. 
We have to be people that are standing on his word, calling out the name of the Lord, standing on faith, knowing that I'm going to live on that. If God says that the rain is coming, then, and I'm okay living with that screen. I'm okay living with a sky where there's no clouds. You said it's going to rain. And I'm going to tell you right now, the drought in your life is going to end. Call that number on the screen. I'm telling you right now, the drought in America is over. The drought in the nations are ending. I hear the sound spiritually, prophetically. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I know my Redeemer lives. I know every word God has spoken is going to come to pass. I know that the rains of revival are going to touch this nation one more time. I'm living with a cloudless sky. Whatever you want to do, God, I'm always watching. That's right, I'm always watching. What do you want to do? I'm ready. You said we're going to see an awakening in this land. I'm looking for it, right? Don't take much. Don't take much. There's a scripture, and you, you've never, bear, I promise you haven't heard of it. It says this. It says, a satisfied soul lo loathes the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul, every bitter thing becomes sweet. The point is this. People that aren't hungry, they're not going to taste it. When you're satisfied, you're like all set. But when you're hungry, every bitter thing becomes sweet. That's what it says. So satisfied people, you don't care about sweet things. You're just living in, in the deficit of what could come. You're living in the drought. But to the hungry person, to the person watching, every bitter thing you taste, it becomes sweet. Meaning, the, look, what do I need? It ain't going to take much. I remember, some, I remember these people were in our church. Uh, she came in my office. She sat down for a meeting, and she said, Pastor James, thank you for preaching on giving. Thank you for preaching on breakthrough. I've been tithing. God's been moving. We don't have much. And she broke down in tears. She said, I have to tell you about the greatest miracle we've ever seen. Somebody gave us a microwave. <laughs> Someone gave us a microwave. She was so grateful. Are you grateful today? Are you looking for any sign right now? Are you wanting to live in endless hope? Call that number on the screen. We want to pray for you today. I believe today is the day that you're going to be infused with amazing hope. I believe today is the day that you're going to step into a great atmosphere of heaven in your life and live the life of faith. We are waiting, standing by, wanting to pray for you. I believe from this moment forward, you're going to walk in hope. You're going to walk in freedom. You're not going to look to the left or the right. I believe from this moment forward, you're going to live and learn to move with that cloudless sky. God, you said the rains are going to end. I stand on truth. God, you promised it was going to happen. It will happen. Stretch your hands with me. I want to pray for all of you watching in your homes because I believe today an infusion of hope is going to fall on you. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for hope, fresh hope. God, hope that comes from you. We receive it now. I release it now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on. We want to pray for you, miracle prayer, whatever you need. If you don't know the Lord, you're watching this for the first time, call the number on the screen. Tell them, I want to know what it means to be born again. We're here for you today. I believe, 24 hours, we're standing by. I believe today is your day for breakthrough. And if there's anything we need in this nation, in the nations of the earth, it is a powerful infusion of hope. We serve a mighty God. All things are possible to him that believes. That's it for today. We love you guys. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in. Until next time, be blessed. There's a place that breaks the silence, a sound that slays the giants, a voice that